We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the Pack a Day podcast. It's our second episode together. I am Shanna. Monty is here. Nathan is here. And the thing is, we all record in separate places. Spoiler alert. We're not all together in the same room. <laughs> Last episode, our first episode, we were kind of getting warmed up. And I noticed once in a while, if someone wasn't talking, you could hear Nathan's nose whistling. <laughs> And I was like, at the end, I'm like, listen, I don't know you like that. I wanted to wait to call you out, but like, you know, he was whistling. And Nathan said, he was like, yeah, I have this cold, but I, you know, you were, you were fine though. Right. Like you felt okay. Oh yeah. I was good. I was good. And the thing is you sounded great, but you could hear like that little, like, I can't even do it. And then <laughs> you so, can't do it unless you have, like, unless you have the little stuffiness in your nose, like it's, it's impossible can't to replicate like, make it. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just can't. So we were giving him a hard time last time after we were recording. Now, this time around, it was the opposite. Prior to recording, like I'm sitting here in the waiting room of the streaming service that we use. I'm sure Nathan was too. I just couldn't see you. And I put in the private chat because Monty is the one who lets people into the chat. And Monty, all of a sudden, I just look on the screen and he has his big old nasal spray. <laughs> spraying up and i put the private chat clean that nose brah yep every uh, towards the end of every summer that's when my allergies really start to get crazy so i'm like i don't want to i don't want to be the one being super stuffy and sniffing the entire time we're recording this so i'm like i'm gonna take precautions it's very nice of you to do but i feel like that's such a vulnerable place to be in when you do nose spray like no one looks cute nose spray. sometimes you got to do what you got to do do what you got to do for pack a day. That's right. That's right. There's so much going on. I'm so excited to record today. And I understand it's Wednesday afternoon. By the time this airs on Friday, it's not going to be breaking news to you. But we have breaking news. Nathan, you want to give it? Uh, Cam Akers got traded to the Minnesota Vikings for just at a pick swap, I think, in like 2026. So, I mean... Alexander Madison hasn't looked very good for the Vikings so far, so I'm not surprised that they're kind of looking for uh, some depth at running back, and the Rams, I think, just wanted to get rid of him for anything they could get. It just sounds like they were – it didn't sound like a, a behind-the-scenes issue like it was last year with him with the Rams. It sounded like they said it was just a – it was just he hasn't looked good, he hasn't been practicing well, and so they had a – he was a healthy scratch this past weekend, and, you know, you could tell they were trying to find trades for him, so. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Rams are kind of in – that weird spot where you know they're obviously on the back half of you know their their Super Bowl window like they still have their QB and all that but I mean they're clearly not 
in the same spot they were even a year or two ago in terms of what their future is looking like. So if there's a guy that isn't really working for you and doesn't really want to be there anymore, why not? Like you might as well get something for him instead of just outright cutting him. They've got they got future Hall of Famer Puka Nakua though. So yeah, there we go. That guy's fantasy that guy's football going crazy. darling. Puka Nakua. <laughs> Dude, he's insane. Twenty <laughs> targets last week. That's like yeah, absurd. That is crazy. I did have to laugh though the fact that they're swapping twenty twenty six draft picks. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even know what I'm doing next week. Like, no, I'm yeah, schedule, and they're <laughs> I mean, like, is... let's talk twenty twenty six for a second. <laughs> This is this is nothing compared to the NBA. The NBA they'll trade like 20, oh. 20 29 first. And I'm like, Yeah, what are like we're trading for a sixth grader right now? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's it's insane. Like the yeah, Thunder are notorious. In, yeah, but, especially in yeah, in basketball. I mean, they can the, the next big thing can be coming out next year. You don't really necessarily know because you only have to go for a year and out of college. So Yeah, exactly. The the Thunder are notorious for trading like trading guys just to get picks way in the future and just stockpiling <laughs> picks. And it's like, this team is loaded with draft picks until 2030. And you're just like, how, like what is going on? They don't even have a driver's license yet. And like, yeah, they will be drafted. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So that's going on. And then uh, the news came down a couple hours ago about Marcus may Saint safety, not going to be playing. Um, he was suspended. He is not going to return until week six when the Saints take on the Texans. But he is um, suspended without pay for the next three games due to violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. Now, I'm nosy. Does does it say what he abused? I don't think so. Like, I, I think I don't think they specify whether or not it's a like a banned illegal substance versus like a banned substance on like the NFL PA playlist. Yeah. So, or uh playlist, uh, I, substances list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I, that doesn't mean it's necessarily uh, like steroids or anything like that. It's just something, something that he tested for popped positive. Um, it's, it is definitely going to be a strange game though, because I mean, the Packers are dealing with their own injuries, obviously. And we'll get into that, but I mean, now the saints are going to be without, Alvin Kamara or Marcus May. So that's their, you know, that's, that's their best running back and one of their best, one of their best players on defense. So. And they might be without Jamal Williams too, right? Yeah. I don't, don't, yeah. I don't think Jamal's going to play, which bittersweet, like that's an advantage for the Packers, but you, you wanted to see, you wanted to see Jamal Williams play in this game. Like, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. Just him just having fun and like the ridiculousness with like the names and stuff like that. He is one of those bright lights in the league that I don't care how well or how terrible he's playing or who he's playing for. I want to see him play. Yeah. But yeah, he he didn't practice. He's he's been on, this is his third team now. So it's kind of like, but he still has that feeling of a guy when he does retire it'll probably be like one of those one day contracts with the Packers just because he's no matter where he's gone so far, the fan base has wanted him to do well, regardless, even, even when he was in Detroit. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like, I mean, in Detroit's the team in the division that, okay, we don't, nobody really hates them. I feel like like, there hasn't been a reason to hate them. So it was kind of like, okay, you know, I don't mind you going to a rival. If it's Detroit, we'll still root for you and all that. And yeah, he's, he's such a likable guy, obviously. And off all the off the field stuff is so like, he's just funny to follow. So yeah, it, um, it helps. It helps going to a team where like in all of our lifetimes, they haven't really been good. So yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You could have him. It's not that big of a threat. Yeah, He's almost <laughs> like a, like a Marshawn Lynch to me after, you know, I know I've talked about it before being a Bills fan, even after he left the Bills, I'm like, I want him to do well. I just love him. He's so yeah. funny. 
So yeah, Jamal Williams um, did not practice today. Again, this is as of Wednesday. So he didn't practice, which obviously you never want to see injuries. Um, I'm happy about Marcus May not being able to play because that's not injury related. I mean, he crushed it the first two games. So like, yeah, he was really good. Yeah. So very, very excited about that. But yeah, we can kind of talk about the injuries too, because there were a lot of them on both sides. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the, the, the big one for the Packers or the two big ones for the Packers overall, it looks like Christian Watson will play. He was at least a limited participant. So again, we're recording Wednesday. There are still two more days worth of injury reports, um, but it, it, things look good uh, for him to play. Um, David Bakhtiari didn't p- practice again. Um, and I, and, and he had some comments, you know, about the, the turf gate, you know, that everyone was dealing with this weekend, but yeah, I mean, he's, it, it just seems like he, he's had a flare up. Um, I'm, I am sure Matt LaFleur is tired of answering the questions, but it's going to happen throughout the entire season. I mean, he even said pretty much after the game, he's going to be questionable every week just because his knee is just in that state of flux, unfortunately, three years after that injury. And that that's like, I mean, obviously it's a big deal, but just to not know, like, if your starting left tackle is playing every week, yeah. it's like, that is a huge deal. That is a, like, that's something that is going to affect them every single week of just having that unknown. And, you know, again, as you said, if he's question, basically questionable every week, that's a position that you rely on. That's a That's one of the most the positions that you rely on the most in the NFL is just your starting left tackle protecting the quarterback to not know if he's like, that's a, that's a huge thing to me that, that they're just not going to know all season pretty much on a weekly basis. If he's going to be playing. Well, and not only, I mean, not only is he the starter, I mean, he's, he's one of the better linemen yeah. regardless of position in the league. I mean, he's, I, I would still say for my money, he's still the second, he's still the second best left tackle. So not only you're missing your starter, but someone that's that good. I mean, the drop off, no matter how good the guy behind him is going to play, it's not that same standard. Well, and it's not even just around the league, too. I mean, you have to think this is such a young team and you have one of your only veterans that isn't going to be there. You know, you have that sense of, I don't know, that sense of leadership, like someone to look to. And for that person not to be playing, it's kind of like, like you don't know week to week. Yeah, he's one of the only three players on the team that's over thirty. So yeah, yeah it's it's an extremely young team. Yeah, and I, I think it'll it'll be something that I think just kind of adds to the inconsistency that we're probably going to see this season. There's just going to be a lot of it, both with their play and now with this, and just I it's going to be hard to find a totally consistent rhythm. I think this throughout this season, which is okay. Again, we're in a we're in kind of a, a fresh start here. We're in first year with Love as the starter. It's okay to go through some rough stretches, have that inconsistency. But I think, again, this is just something that will add on to that of we don't know if he's going to be playing every week. We don't know like how it's going to affect the team every week. It's just going to be something that you kind of are seeing what happens as you go along. Well, yeah, and I mean, like like you just talked about, you know, kind of taking bumps and bruises. I mean, Jordan Love has looked pretty damn good these first two games. Yeah. Um, that's with – he has not had Christian Watson yet. We Like we said, we expect him to play – this weekend but I mean then in the in that last game you know not to cover too much about the previous game but I mean you're you're down Aaron Jones and then you lose Elton Jenkins early in the game so I mean you're without your two best O-linemen your two most dynamic weapons on offense so I mean this 
it, it's very weird saying that we're in week three that the team just needs to get healthy <laughs> but they yeah. they really just need to get healthy at this point yeah yeah absolutely so yeah Bakhtiari did not practice Jenkins did not practice he has a knee injury like you were just saying uh Aaron Jones not practicing I'm gonna take the L on Aaron Jones not playing because last week I was like okay <laughs> positive vibes. Aaron Jones is going to play. I'm putting it out there and I failed. I'm very sorry. I, I wanted to be wrong, but I was right. Yeah. I was, I, I, I wish that you would have ended up being right last week. Yeah. Me and you both, because, um, someone who will not be named that I live with was blowing up my phone <laughs> during the whole game about AJ Dillon and was like, oh, I'm worthless. I was like, Oh, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish that I was right too on, on that point. Um, so, yeah, they did not practice. I mean, limited practice. Rashawn Gary with that knee injury. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, elbow injury. Like you said, Christian Watson expected to be back after that hamstring injury, which selfishly, I love Christian Watson. So, like, I want him to be back to be able to see him out there because I think he's an exciting player to watch. Yeah. I mean, again, like, either him or Aaron Jones are going to go 1A, 1B as to who, you know, the most dynamic uh, playmaker is on offense. And once we... Once we start getting into the game a little bit more, I mean, we'll we'll be able to talk about just you know what what each of those two guys does for the offense overall. So yeah, but and, we and, look pretty good. I mean, yeah, two touchdowns for him. Like, okay, let's not sleep on him. Uh, so that was that was pretty exciting. Sorry, Nathan, I just cut you off. No, yeah, you're fine. I was just gonna say. I mean, of course, for love, like you said, he's already looked so good through two weeks without Christian Watson. I'm excited to just see the confidence that it adds having Christian Watson. Cause I think for any quarterback, having that top guy, that most reliable guy, that's going to add even more confidence to what you're doing. Like just each play, knowing that that guy's out there and the guy that you can kind of rely on in third downs, bigger plays um, to not have that guy and still be as good as he was for the first two weeks on the road. As we mentioned in both games, like it's such a good sign that, you know, he's able to throw two touchdowns to Romeo Dobbs, throw two touchdowns to Jaden Reed in the second game. Like, these aren't you know he's not throwing to these star receivers yet it's like he's he's taking rookie receivers without his or not I mean Dobbs isn't a rookie but young receivers yeah. and without his top guy and still able to do this I'm very excited to see how he looks if we can get Watson back and have everyone there there's still going to be a very young group it's still going to there's going to be growing pains but I think having that number one guy is going to be a, a very good thing for him yeah it's it, it's one of those things where because they are so young and they're they're growing and building chemistry together it, it i mean it's forcing he doesn't have that you know security blanket that he's got you know a mind meld with right yeah. as a as a safety valve or security blanket so he's forced to spread the ball around so the more weapons that you can give him at his disposal the better it's going to be for him right now because he's gonna he, he has to spread the ball around anyway so he's going to be able to do it. You want his full complement of weapons out there. Now, when everyone's healthy, do you think, I know there's been some mixed opinions on this. Do you think it'll be more Watson targets, more Dobbs targets? Who do you think will be kind of the the go-to guy? I think everyone kind of agrees, like Watson's probably the number one, but there's some people that are saying, well, Dobbs might have more receptions. Well, Watson will have more yards. Like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I, I, I do think, especially when Watson's back, what he lets you do on offense, it opens up so much for other guys underneath. So I do think that teams will probably have to scheme 
more to stop a, a Christian Watson or to, you know, to try to take him out of the game, which will allow either like, in my opinion, it'll either be uh, Dobbs or Reed will end up yeah. like, leading the team in receptions because they, they do work so much more of that underneath stuff. And I think that's, that stuff is way more opened up because so many teams are going to play those two high safeties when there's a guy on the field that can absolutely just run by everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll I be agree. like a Watson 1A situation, Dobbs like a 1B situation, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're both it, fantastic. And it'll be nice to have two guys like that that hopefully you can rely on a little bit. It's not it's not a Devontae Adams situation where, okay, the second guy is so much worse and you really right. have to just rely on one guy all the time. Like, to have a couple guys, and obviously neither, neither of these guys is going to be as good as Devontae, but, um, at least right now, but it's like <laughs> just to have, to have two guys that – you kind of can switch off week to week like, OK, we don't know who's going to be the, the number one guy this week. We don't know. And that should be harder to scheme against as well. You don't know for sure which one of these guys, um, you know, can make a play at any time or any of these three guys, honestly, with Jaden Reed as well. And Musgrave's getting open too, like he's been making some plays as well, which is nice to see. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a nice balanced attack. And again, they're, they're going to be young. There's going to be growing pains. But to have a few guys that are all kind of at a similar level, at a pretty good level, I think will be will be good for Jordan to have those options. And I actually think this might start this week, to be honest with you, but I don't think we should discount how well it seems like Luke Musgrave is coming along in the first two games. Um, it's it's notoriously hard for, you know, rookie tight ends to come in and be good right away. Um, but he is he's been targeted a decent amount. Um, I would I would love if they would kind of scheme more things for him as like the first option um because again he's just too big too tall too fast but when you're dealing with you know when you've got a christian watson out you're down in aaron jones he's probably your next he's your biggest mismatch on the field and especially when you're talking about like i said this week you're down you know the saints are down one of their starting safeties um i think he could have a sneaky really big game because he's looked very comfortable these first two weeks on the road and in more hostile environments. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and, you know, talking about those injuries, too, for the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill, he was um, he had limited practice because of his knee. I think it's interesting that they alternate quarterbacks. Like, I get so confused on what's going on. Like, when we were watching the game on Monday night, I was like, what is happening here? Granted, Derek Carr was terrible the first half. But I was just like, what to me, I feel like being on that team, I'd be like, I don't I don't know who the guy is. I don't know who it is to go to, you know, like so which which works to an advantage for us on Sunday. If they're like, I don't know who my guy is, you know, (laughs) Um, but I thought it was interesting. Did you guys see how like Taysom Hill was like mind blown about Derek Carr and what he does with his helmet? Yes. Yeah, I I I, I I caught a glimpse of that. You want to you want to explain yeah. it to him? So basically, Derek Carr puts tape over like the ear holes in his helmet so he can hear the plays more. And Hill was like mind blown about this. It was like voodoo witchcraft. He was like, "I what you do this?" And in my head, it makes sense to do. You know why wouldn't you do that? And especially he was pointing out things like when you go to Kansas City, how loud it is there. Like why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, didn't, I I didn't even hear about this, but that I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, if you you know the, you've got your ear holes covered, when the when the communication cuts out in the helmet, you, you don't have a problem hearing anything else. The crowd noise is still going to be loud. The, you can hear a guy, you know, guys 
right in front of you or running behind you trying to t chase you down so i in those hostile environments yeah you you have you probably have to go to less silent count and things like that because you can actually hear what the hell's going on in your in the communication yeah, yeah it was it was like the biggest like uh just the biggest thing to him and he was just like mind blown about it. i'm watching the video and just mind blown but that was just my <laughs> my two cents that i saw this week uh, so the matchups this week you know, home opener at Lambeau. Very, very exciting. Um, oh, also, too, this was something else that I saw for Packer fans that are going to the game. They sent this to the radio station. We're like, make sure everyone knows this. The Packer app, you need to update oh, yeah. the app and have the, the most updated version of it to be able to use your tickets on the app. So they're saying make sure you do that prior to getting to Lambeau because service isn't going to be great there. You don't want to get messed up with tickets. You want to make sure that you get in there okay. So. Just a heads up, if you are going to the game, make sure you are prepared. But anyway. I can I can imagine that causing some backups at the at at whatever gate you choose. I feel like that's gonna happen this weekend. A hundred percent for sure. You know there's always that person that's gonna be like, I didn't know I had to update it. So yep. I was like, okay, we need to bring that up today so yeah. no one can yell at us. <laughs> there's an app for that. So make sure you have that ready to go. But yeah, noon kickoff, of course. Um, and what are the matchups that you guys are gonna be watching? So, so you, you can go ahead. You have a, okay. I mine's obvious and I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you guys have the exact same one after what happened last week in Atlanta and knowing the saints are down their two, their top two running backs, the Packers, they better sell out to completely stop the run. In my opinion, like it's it hundred percent is going to come down to run defense because the saints O line it, they've been horrible so far in in pass blocking. Um, I think I saw earlier they're like twenty. They're they're in the in the bottom twenties in both pass block efficiency and pass block win rate. Yeah, they're twenty. So, I have the numbers. They're twenty eight okay. in pass. They're twenty eight in pass block win rate, and they are. Where did I put this? I can't find it right now. But they're. I know they're twenty eight in pass block win rate. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, they they. They cannot they cannot protect Derek Carr very well at all. And the Packers have been really, really good against the pass these first two weeks. So you cannot let them just paper cut you to death like ha like what happened in Atlanta. So I am my my big matchup is I want to see if they learn their lesson from last week, especially on run defense, because you're not facing you're certainly you're not going to face another Bijan Robinson the rest of the year. I mean, we talked about how terrifying he is and he proved why last week, but you're, you're going up against a third string running back and there, there's no reason that you should not be able to make the saints one dimensional. So that's, that's absolutely my key to the game. Yeah. And I was going to, I was going to talk a little bit about that as well with just how bad, you know, the, the offensive line has been for the saints. They've allowed eight sacks already this season. Derek Carr has not been great. Um, you stole yeah, it from me. I was like, that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Carr has not looked very good, and they've allowed a lot of pressure. And it seems like the Carr is number one right now in average intended air yards per attempt. And I feel like they're trying to drop these bigger plays. And you know they have some they have some explosive weapons, so it, mm -hmm. it makes sense a little bit. But I don't think those will be there for them on Sunday. I feel like the Packers should be able to apply a lot of pressure there. And um, you know, the, the, I'm not too worried about Carr in this offense you know, beating up on them at all. I, I also think Jair's due for a bounce back game here and our DBs overall just should 
I, I, I mean, it's going to be a, a tough ta- task. They've got Christian, uh, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, uh, Rahid Shahid. So all those guys are playing a pretty significant role in the offense for the Saints right now. And it's interesting that when I watched the Saints the first two weeks, they kind of had the exact same offensive game both weeks mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of the first half versus the second half. Like first half was all Michael Thomas, intermediate stuff, and then they kind of get Chris Olave going in the second half. Um, first half, I have Michael Thomas in the first half this season has 10 catches for 101 yards. Olave has five catches for 37 yards. And in the second half, Michael Thomas has two for 15, and Olave has nine catches for 161 yards. So Olave just goes off in the second half. They kind of get Thomas going early. And then Shahid is kind of the guy that's like the big play factor at all times. Like you just don't know when he's going to have a big play. But I really think that we're kind of due for a bounce back game here with the with Jair and with this secondary um and hopefully we can hold these guys in check but again I'm not I'm not super worried about this this passing attack beating us just given that it's it's Derek Carr it's a bad offensive line it's Lambeau Field on the road I feel like quarterbacks usually do not succeed much on the road in Lambeau yeah and I mean no no sacks is it like for four how many do you think is going to happen I think four might be a push. Yeah, that's a perfect number, actually. Um, yeah. In the in the interest of not doing the the boring thing and agreeing, I'll say over. There we go. Yeah. I was gonna say like six. I was gonna go yeah. like <laughs> for the stars because because yeah, I mean, again, they should be made one dimensional. Like that's there's no excuse for them not to. Um, of course, knowing you know our our history as as Packer fans, we've seen this too many times. One of two things will definitely happen in this game. Uh, either Taysom Hill will have a rushing touchdown, like on a big play, or like the ghost of Jimmy Graham is going to have his best game of the year against like Darnell yes. Savage in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this will be I'm the definitely... only game he has over 80 yards receiving or something all year. That's your hot take I... of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely like looking at this game right away. I was like, I can feel a Taysom Hill game coming. I can feel yep. it being everyone's going to be Twitter is going to be exploding. Like, <laughs> gosh, why did we have to get rid of this guy? And so he had nine carries for 75 yards last week. And now, you know, with Jamal Williams out, I feel like that should go up even more a little bit. I'm guessing he'll have maybe even like double, double digits. He's going to have like 15 in touches in the game, whether it's yeah. playing quarterback or they throw him a pass or, or yeah, takes handoffs. So yeah, that's definitely another thing that, I was going to mention is just like, I, you can feel it coming, but like, I really hope that they can keep him in check. And he, he was really good in the game on Monday night. So like, I, I just don't want to see him gashing us for 12 yard runs over and over and over. You know, Andy, I know wants us to do like matchups every week and be like, okay, what are you going to watch this week? I, Andy, Andy, Mr. Herman, I would like to change this to hot take, hot take Friday. Like, okay, what is your most outrageous take? Yeah. And then you just take it and you tweet it and like, Oh, look at what he said. This is what, and put it yeah. in one headline, put it yes. in one headline. Yes. And I'll, like, I'm like, Taysom Hill going to rush for 150 yards this week <laughs> yeah. on this Packers defense. And you put that in a headline and boom, you get all the clicks. Yeah. I'm going to be like Derek Carr gets sacked six times brought to you by Maybelline. Their new waterproof <laughs> eyeliner. Yes. There you go. It'll be great. Um, Okay, so score predictions. I mean, the Saints squeaked by week one, beating the Titans 16 to 15. Um, they squeaked by, in my opinion, on Monday, uh, 20 to 17 against the Panthers with their new quarterback. You know, obviously they are also taking on a new quarterback this year with Jordan Love or this weekend with Jordan Love. So what do you guys think score-wise for the Packers home opener? So 
I'm going to go more low scoring than I did last week. Um, I think the Saints offense is worse than Atlanta's, definitely. But the Saints defense is probably going to be one of the best the Packers face all year. Um, and that's even, you know, with Marcus May being out. Um, so I think the I think the Packers offense is going to have a little bit of a tough time in this game. Um, we talked about the Saints being down two running backs. If Aaron Jones doesn't play, and I have no idea how I feel about him playing this week or not at this point, because it's just it's just Wednesday, like we said, that we're recording on. So if he can't go again, I mean, I I don't feel great about A.J. Dillon because he, he didn't look great last week and it wasn't all his fault. The line didn't do him and he didn't do him favors a lot of the times on, on a lot of those short yardage runs, especially, but I think the Packs are just struggling to run the ball so much right now. Um, they're, they're having a hard time controlling the clock. So they're losing time in possession battle. So I'm going to say, I do think the Packers win, but I've got it a little bit of a scrum here. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20, I'm going to say 20 to 17. You just said you weren't going high, and I was not anticipating that. I thought you were going to go like single digits, but I, I feel like they're getting Watson back. I feel like they're getting Watson back. They should score twenty at home. Like it's a, they'll be a, they'll be in a, have a little bit more adrenaline than the you know the crowd is going to help them out a little bit. And the Packers, their offense does. I mean, obviously we haven't seen Jordan Love play at home yet, but you got to figure he'll be more comfortable at home. I do like that. One of the things Malfour said today was. The, the traits that he's seen the most that he likes out of Jordan Love so far are his poise, confidence, and ability to handle adversity. So, I mean, opening like that two games on the road, and he's been objectively good. I mean, he yeah. hasn't been perfect. So I, I feel good about him playing at home this weekend. Okay, Nathan, what do you think? So I also definitely think low scoring. I think both of these passing offenses will struggle a little bit. You know, the Saints have been really good against the pass so far this season. And we mentioned that, you know, they're, they're, we should be able to control their passing offense given how they've struggled with the offensive line stuff this year. And yeah, the Saints offense just has not impressed me through two weeks. You know, we mentioned they only put up 16 in week one and then 20 in week two. And I mean, even their defense, their defense is good. I, I believe it's a very good defense, but hasn't been totally tested yet this season you're playing against Tannehill who looked awful in week one and then you're Bryce Young who's a rookie quarterback so I like I do believe it's a very good defense but I think the Packers can win this game and with or without Aaron Jones I think they can win this game but I I do kind of have a feeling Jones is going to play but even if even if he doesn't I'm, I'm picking them to win I'm going to go with an even lower scoring game than Monty I'm going 17-13 and I will say I was right last week <laughs> I was the only one that was right last week by picking us to lose and preseason. I picked us to win this game. So I'm sticking, I'm going with my preseason prediction. There you go. At ah. least until, at least until it, until it ends, you know, wow. I'm, I'm two and oh, so we're going Packers win 17, 13, two and one. You know, it's so funny. Okay. So I was writing my prediction down just in case. Cause I didn't want you guys to be like, Oh, of course she's just going to agree with the goals. <laughs> no, it's funny that you say that Nathan, because as you can see on my piece of paper here, 17 13 go pack go that's what i'm going with as well i am not going to make a comment about aaron jones playing or not (laughs) i'm not going to make a comment about christian watson playing or not i am not going to put any good vibes out there because it didn't work last time what i will say is 17 13 that's my final offer and the only thing i'll say is or you can go ahead 
Oh, no, so I, I was just going to say this whole season is going to be very much fluid week to week on, I don't know if you guys feel the same way about how I'm going to feel about this team in the next game, but it's all for me, 90% of it is going to be how did Jordan Love look in the last game going into this one? And he looked, he, if, if he struggled a lot in Atlanta last weekend, I would probably be less willing to pick the Packers going up against the tough defense and the Saints. But he looked really good again. He looked really comfortable. So I, based on the way everything else, everybody else looked on offense also, I, I, I think the Packers win it again. And the only thing I was going to add was I was just going to say, if Jones does play, I will pick us to score more than 17 points, I think, at that point. Because if he doesn't, then I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, our passing game shouldn't be that great and our running game won't be that great. Like, it's going to be a grinded out game. And again, I feel the same way about the Saints as well. Like, I think they'll be held in check a little bit, or a lot, I think, on on that end as well. So, yeah. but if Jones plays, I think that we can really get some offense going and just, you know, again, when you're in, when in doubt, just give him the ball and it's like, let him go to work. So if he plays, I'll, I'd pick us to probably score in the twenties, but you know, again, without him, I'll, I'll go conservative and say, we're not going to have him and pick 17, 13. Obviously I want Aaron Jones to play for the Packers sake. No one cares about my fantasy team, but he's on my fantasy <laughs> team. And I would love for everything you just said to happen. <laughs> I'm trying to trade. I'm trying to trade for him right now. I need oh, to, I had, I had Nick Chubb. So, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if you guys saw, I tweeted this out and I said, do not look up the video. You know, people yeah. did look up the video. Of course. Yeah, if you yeah. tell people not to do something, they're going to do it. They're so, going to do it. The one guy yeah. was like, Shanna, why would you do, why would you even say that? And I was like, <laughs> I told you not to look it up. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always hate the no people that will like yourself, the people that will like take the video, quote, tweet it and be like, watch with caution or something like that. And I'm like, well, you're, it's, it's playing already on my timeline. So yes. like, it's not really that easy to just like <laughs> stop watching it in the middle of watching it. So I don't know that. Yes. That's like same with, you know, if you're watching a show and someone's like tweeting about it live and it's like spoiler alert. I'm like, I already, I'm already reading. I'm not going to stop yeah. with a spoiler alert. I'm already reading. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. You guys got anything else for this upcoming weekend? Um, oh, I do have one note, uh, that I wanted to, that I didn't bring up yet. Um, I think it's going to, what do you guys think the line is going to be left to right? If, if no Bakhtiari. Like, do you think they're going to put Rasheed Walker back out there again at left tackle? I would guess yes. I don't I don't love the idea of it, but I, I would guess yes. I, I thought it was interesting, and I wonder if they're going to continue this, that they were kind of doing a rotation last week. Yeah. So Walker would be in there for a few plays, and then I would look up, and I'm like, wait, now Yash is out there at left tackle? So... Which I don't I, I hate. Don't, yeah. I don't hate yeah, that either. I was going to say, I think that's smart because then you're seeing, okay, who's better at this position? Where else can we put them? Like, I love when the defense does that. It's like, hey, let's shuffle this around because what if someone is hurt? Who is going to take on that position? Could be like, hey, you're actually better at this position, right? Like, let's like mix it up a little bit. I like it. Let's rotate them in. Let's go. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive that, you know, Zach Tom has been an absolute brick wall yeah. at right tackle. And so like the right, like from center to right, to right tackle it's pretty much said you know it's going to be Myers um Runyon and then Zach Tom but I I guess it's Royce Newman at left guard I mean they could use Sean Ryan but I think he's literally only had one snap in that yeah I was I was definitely I was gonna say I definitely think I think guard is pretty set I think it's gonna be Royce but um left tackle yeah that'll be the interesting one I mean it'll be very very fun to kind of see what they do but 
I don't I don't have a strong opinion either way. I'm I'm kind of in the middle in terms of which either which guy to play or rotating them. Like I I don't know. I kind of just trust them. Like just whatever you guys think is best, go ahead and do it. Right. Like we sit back. It's funny because like right, we sit back and we're sitting in our chairs just like watching. And it's like clearly they know more than we do, right? But yeah. we sit there and we think that like we can like coach like LaFleur does. There's yeah, yeah. Like there's times there's times I have like super strong opinions on stuff and this goes for all sports. But then there's times where I'm like, you know, especially with I feel like with the draft, I'm always kind of like, OK, I know what position I want, but it's not it's your job to go find the player. Like I'm yes. I'm just going to hope they draft this position and like whatever, if they can get that, I'll trust that whoever they, they draft is actually going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's very unfortunate, though, that we, you know, going into the season, we said the Packers you know, they've got one of the best and one of the deepest lines in the NFL. And now we're already testing that depth and we're in week three. So let's go. (laughs) Go back. Go. All right. Awesome. So um, for us, you can find us um, on Twitter. Uh, I am. Oh, Hey, it's Shanna on there. Monty, what's your handle? I am at Ferd Turgeson, F E R D underscore T U R G E S O N. And then I'm just at my name, Nathan Marzion, N-A-T-H-A-N-M-A-R-Z-I-O-N. Monty, why don't you use your name on Twitter? Like you just uh, found, you just want to fade into the, the bat? No, because I am, I'm a huge fan of Norm Macdonald. So that is my constant uh, tribute to him. Because that R-A-P. is based off, uh, yeah, off of his celebrity Jeopardy character. So I vowed never to change it. So cool. That's cool. <laughs> sticking, he's sticking to it all. You can find him on Twitter. But yeah, um, so hopefully we get a Packer win this weekend, kick off the season, uh, you know, the home opener with a big old win. So go Pack Go. Go Pack. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.